0: to the Crude Life Morning Show. Play hard, work hard. My name is Jason Spies. Sterling is sitting right over across the studios here, the Industrial Forest Studios, and we've got Mr. John Lyle on the phone lines, the Swan Energy phone lines from s and How are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you? Hey, not too bad. Appreciate you... Uh, giving sti- us some time. Giving us some time and sticking with us. We've been trying to get this interview now for about two months.
1: Oh, yeah, it's
0: been a little bit. And these are good problems to have. I was I was telling <laughs> Sterling that this is the way oil and gas works. You know, sometimes you got a, something booked, and five minutes before you even got the phone call or the meeting set up, you get a text that needs to be rescheduled. And yep. two months later, lo and behold, and the reason I bring up the timeline is because originally we were going to talk about uh, your opening day game for the houston astros and we're almost <laughs> at the all-star break now
1: yeah it was uh it was a pretty good game you know we were able to make it somebody donated some tickets to local veterans and uh matt tories from my team he and i were both vets and uh we're able to attend that game for free um oh wow i made oh, a pretty good post there on linkedin in regards to the publicity that the oil and gas industry in particular had made at the game with uh, all of the sponsorships that were occurring and you know kind of put out there that uh the game was brought to you by oil and gas
0: (laughs) (laughs) and the reason we wanted to bring you on was to talk about that theme because that is one thing that you know the crude life has been pretty open about is how the oil and gas industry needs to do a better job of reaching out to the masses more rather than the industry and sterling who's grew up in daharan saudi arabia so he literally lived on an oil and gas compound for his entire childhood. Uh, he grew up around it. So for him, it's it's a little bit different. But for the average person in America, it's hard for them to connect with oil and gas. And going to a baseball game, going to, and the NCAA college football was what Sterling and I were talking about that really made us aware of this, that that's the perfect place for an oil Absolutely. and gas sponsor is you know a, a football game so john thank you for post- posting those pictures on facebook about the houston astros because i don't think a lot of people are aware of that this is starting to happen now more and more that these oil and gas companies are starting to show that they're they're showing uh, you know support outside of the industry into more community type environments are you seeing that too
1: oh i am absolutely in fact um uh kind of how we structure our business. Uh, my brother-in-law, Clayton, uh, he's president of the company. He and I, uh, back in 15, 16, when we first started the company, we didn't really start experiencing success ourselves until we started contributing to the community that we were in. Um, at that time, it was just the, the community of Williston, North Dakota, but once we got out and started attending events and going to Chamber of Commerce-related stuff and, and uh, going to games and sponsoring games uh, for the local college hockey team and things like that, that's when we noticed an uptick in, uh, in revenue and business. And of course with that, then we uh, contribute more to the, the uh, local economy and the, the um, local events that are going on. So it's just a, a good mutual relationship.
0: You mentioned Williston. And Colorado, talk to me a little bit about your uh, journey in oil and gas, different locations, different shale plays that you guys are in. Oh, and I I always say shale plays, just different reserves, because some people do unconventional and conventional. And I just like the word shale play. It's so lazy. I'm just being lazy. So (laughs) Uh, talk to me about your different locations and your journey and the whole deal when it comes to oil and gas.
1: So with oil and gas, uh, you know, again, Clayton, uh, fourth generation. His his family's been in oil and gas for several generations. Uh, his dad and uh, his dad took them overseas. Um, they traveled to Indonesia and uh, all over the world doing uh, drilling and things like that. And then Clayton followed suit and and did the same. Um, I actually my my prior career was in law enforcement. I came out of military, went and worked for the Houston Police Department. That's what I did for quite a while, and then. Um, had some things go on within the family that required my attention and uh, that we moved the family so when that occurred I, I made some big changes and i ended up going and, and joining them in the oil field uh, towards the, the end of 14 we saw all these layoffs happening and we said well let's let's go into business for ourselves and that's what we did so in uh, january 15 snb was started and uh we started out in williston our first client was xto uh, that was our very first msa and and that's really uh, how we we grew was getting within that community again there in williston uh over time people had moved around within the oil and gas industry and we had maintained those relationships um we had some folks that had worked their way from from williston down into the permian and the delaware basins down there in texas and they called us one day and said hey you know we've got a competitor of yours down here that's uh got pretty much a monopoly on on your product and service um, and we'd like to see you guys come down here and, and bring a competitive advantage. And that's what we did. In fact, we're still working down there in the Permian. And we're still working up in North Dakota in the, in the Bakken. We've worked in the DJ. We've got work going on on the Piance right now out in uh, western Colorado. Um, we, we've worked out in Louisiana and uh, all over the place. We, In fact, I just made a post on LinkedIn, speaking of LinkedIn, a moment ago there. We... Um, We've, we've hit 10 states in the last six years, which is pretty good considering we're just a, uh, you know, we're a small, veteran-owned and operated business. We're all privately uh, funded. Uh, when, when we want to grow, we don't have a big, lavish firm providing us with funds. We have to uh, put capital back into ourselves. Well,
2: it so, sounds like you're able to remain nimble, which is, oh, you know. And very, and
1: very, yeah. And that's been a huge key to our success is being able to be nimble, uh, move and go where the... The work is. Um, up until this last year, our, our uh, I guess, real sole focus was oil and gas. And of course, um, you've got to grow with the times and things like that. So oil and gas and then COVID hit simultaneously and we kind of took two hits at once. Um, after COVID and, and oil in the early 2020 kind of came about, yeah, we said, well, let's, uh, let's see what else we can do. And we started venturing into other Areas of the energy sector looking at a transmission and distribution for electrical and looking at a solar solutions and even looked into the public sector and we've we've done some work across the board. Um, We've done some work in mining now, so it's been pretty advantageous. um, Our ability to stay nimble and adjust with that market. Um, That's really been a, a good key to our success as well.
0: So you mentioned Colorado and um i'm looking at your your profile page and you spent some time in grand junction huh
1: uh yeah i lived in grand junction for a little while um
0: nice area it, so. i really like that part of colorado i've always said that you know the rifle frutia grand junction area boy that's that's god's country up there
1: uh, It's probably one of my favorite places to hunt is out there in the rifle colorado area in the Peons creek basin so it's uh it's a nice area for sure.
0: Yeah. How, how about, in the, uh, do you, do you make it back up, make it up there much anymore? That's, that's primarily just gas, correct? There's not too much oil up there.
1: Correct. Yeah. It's, it's mostly gas. In fact, that's where, uh, Clayton, uh, broke out in the oil and gas industry. I broke out right there in Vernal, just west of there. And, um, I still go there a couple times a year. My uh, father-in-law lives out there and he's one of our, um, primary stakeholders with the company. Um, he serves as a project manager on our team and, uh, we, we go out to Grand Junction and visit him and the family every once in a while.
0: How about the veteran part? You mentioned veteran-owned. Um, uh, elaborate a little bit more on that, if you wouldn't mind.
1: Uh, yeah, so uh, Clayton and I are both Iraq war vets. Um, he joined the Army shortly before I did. I, I joined out of high school right after him, and uh, he deployed to Iraq right before I did. And In fact, uh, the day that he got home, from from his service overseas uh, was the same day that I got my orders to go overseas. So uh, that seemed to be how our military career went. Um, we missed each other the whole entire time we were we were in the Army. Uh, I don't think we saw each other, but maybe one time out of three or four years. So it was pretty interesting. But uh, both of us are, are Iraq War vets. And about a year or two ago, we went and... Got ourselves registered with uh, SAM.gov and took advantage of the opportunity to be registered as a uh, service-disabled veteran-owned small business, mm-hmm. and uh, that that gives us a little bit of a foothold in some some uh, public sector opportunities that may have set asides for those particular uh, types of of a uh, business uh, entities.
2: So there has been there is some outreach that was i was kind of curious about is it, if there were opportunities for veteran owned small businesses in your field you know to to get a foothold you know to to be able to get an opportunity to make bids on on those types of contracts and have those right. opportunities
1: well within the oil and gas industry there really isn't i haven't seen any um, ad, advantage there with regards to that status but um You know, we do get some appreciation out of it. And and you do get a lot of patriots, so to speak, within the oil and gas industry that are appreciative of the military service. So I think it does have a little bit of advantage, but not as much as you would see within the public sector um, when there's particular set-asides for those type of things.
0: I I think one of those certifications and... and Quantifications, if you will, these types of ones mean something. There's a lot of them that don't mean much. You know, you can just pay the annual dues and be done. But to me, anyone where you got military service, you 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 demonstrate a certain behavior. You demonstrate a certain moral ethics codes, etc. Yeah. So you know, you just they don't just give that out to anybody, right? No, uh, you know, I so anyway, right? Yeah. And so, especially in the oil and gas industry, I, I can imagine that it's something. Well, Brian Lash and I have talked about that, the founder of Target Logistics, where a lot of the oil and gas industry is very much like the military in terms of expectations and regimen and taking care of it. Merit-based. And merit-based, yeah. absolutely. But, yeah, results. Uh, I did want to thank you for your service, and also I wanted to invite you out to the Bakken Barbecue on June 18th. It's a Friday. I don't know if you got plans, but if you make your way out to the Bakken Barbecue, well... Recognize you up on stage. I don't know if uh, Tiffany Steiner or Jackie jenkin are going to slap my hand at all, but uh, I'm the MC, so I can abuse I them a little it's, bit
2: it's to honor first responders.
0: That's what I'm saying. It's, it's, it's about as first responder as you get. We're res- we're we're honoring the police. We're honoring fire. We're honoring EMT. You know. Pirises I don't good. know if we have military. So you know. Anyway, you're Plus invited barbecue. to barbecue and barbecue too. <laughs> Uh, I appreciate
1: that. I'll definitely consider it. I don't think I have anything going on around the 18th. Um,
0: well, if you want, I've I'll send I'll back. send you the information, and if you can make it out, we'll even promote you, and people can come by and shake your hand and. Yeah,
2: we'll was, be handing out potatoes,
0: Yeah, hot potatoes. We're going to be handing out potatoes. It's a good vegetarian option to put your barbecue on.
2: Oh, <laughs> well, there you go. Exactly.
0: Well, everybody's welcome at the Bakken Barbecue, and honestly, you know, I would like to ask you about ESG, if you wouldn't mind, because you mentioned you're getting into the mining a little bit, and. You've got your, you know, it's oil like and some gas solar and in there too, maybe, and just yeah, exactly. Yeah. But um, the potatoes is our kind of example of ESG, which is you know uh, barbecues are inherently kind of inclusive or exclusive. I mean, you're vegetarian. What do you can eat at a barbecue, right? Sure. Yeah. Well, if we offer potatoes, well at least a barbecue uh, vegetarian can come, right, and be a part of the fun and the festivities. Doesn't mean they have to eat one rib. Too bad. No, more and for us But if it offends you stay out right just yeah. for america for hey the we're country. trying to meet
2: you halfway hippies come on
0: so that that's our example of kind of esg um just to kind of get the conversation going um are you hearing anything out there on this esg movement pro negative no idea what's going on do you have any idea what i'm talking about
1: <laughs> you know quite honestly i do not i, I do apologize. It, Bring me up to park.
0: No, that's okay. It's a uh, environmental social governance. It's this.
1: So I know what the acronym is, but I, I've never actually read into any of it.
0: Oh, no problem. No, I'm 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 glad you you said that because that's making me aware that we need to uh, probably educate a little bit more on our end on some things because uh
2: well we're just starting
0: to see it now you know
2: in regular use well
0: they're ramping it up yeah they're ramping it up i got some uh emails now states are doing quick esg training and right? right. oh yeah there's there, going to be well, it's esg There's money, well, money now yeah. yeah it wasn't money before so they didn't you know they didn't want to do it so now they're going to educate so um interesting okay uh well we won't spend any more time on that topic so uh, what's next for you guys? You're you're in Colorado today. What's next? Where are you going?
1: Oh hell, we've got work all over the place. It's actually picked up tremendously since um, I'd really say about the first of the year, maybe maybe February. We've seen a significant uptick in opportunities, and then also in a word of work. Um, whereas going last year, we we saw plenty of opportunities, um, but they would always fizzle out. I mean, I saw probably fifty percent. Uh, with no no amount of exaggeration there of our opportunities would end up getting canceled or pushed out. Um, so that's something that hasn't happened in quite a while. I'd say several months now is when we get a proposal opportunity, it ends up actually being executed, whether or not we win the job. Um, but for us moving forward, um, you know, we had to do some stuff uh, last year, like most people, to uh, adjust the market and the, the volatility of the economy. Uh, that hit us and then also with COVID 19 res- or travel restrictions things like that so we're regrouping uh we've moved our headquarters from midland texas over to houston but we've or rather uh the woodlands just north of houston uh we've still got our midland texas office we've still got our williston north dakota office but uh we've definitely done some regrouping i'm building a house down there and i'll be moving there uh in july myself um really focusing on the gulf coast and
0: uh, oh, you you're moving down to midland huh or down to texas
1: but back down to uh, the Houston area
0: myself, no kidding actually. that's you <laughs> know I've you're the fourth person in the last three months that said they're doing that from the Bakken
1: well you've got a lot of decision makers that are uh, regrouping there as well so you got to go where those decision makers are right um, we're seeing less and less of uh, opportunity to interact with them and in, in other cities whereas Houston's a good hub we can get in and out of it uh, very easily. You know with air travel and whatnot but there's plenty of uh, opportunity within the gulf coast region as well so uh, that's pretty advantageous and then uh, we can mobilize out of there and, and get our material in and out of there with the, the local ports and, and things like that um, there, there's plenty of opportunity and, and plenty of advantage for putting ourselves there but like i said earlier you know we're still working in multiple states uh this year so far we've worked in uh, new mexico louisiana texas missouri um north dakota new mexico i think i said new mexico but yeah we've been all over the board and looking forward to seeing what the rest of the year brings
0: and you mentioned clayton several times uh, i should ma- and is that clayton carmack yep and he's a, a partner a uh, business partner or
1: yeah so clayton and i uh, founded the company with his father back in um, 2015 and his dad has uh been more of a silent partner until recently when we brought him into a project management role which is more of his uh forte and what he's been doing for his career within the oil and gas industry and then uh, clayton is our president and um
0: and the, 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 the reason i ask is did, didn't he just get elected to the uh permian basin pipeliners board yes he did well yeah tell him congratulations nice. We're, uh, we're going to be at the Shale uh, Energy Resources Trade Show, June 9th and tenth, down in Midland, and we have Derek Clark and uh, Adam Perkins from the Pipeliners Association already scheduled to be guests on the on the Crude Life. So um, they're doing. You guys are doing good work with the Pipeliners Association. We're we're happy to support them.
1: Oh, that's great to hear. I really appreciate it. I know Clayton will be appreciative as well. He he really uh, volunteers a lot of his time there, and. Uh, Seems to be a good fit for him.
0: Well, if he'd like to come on the crude life lower down there, we'll certainly uh create some space for him to come on and talk about uh some of the things that are going on down there because, like I said, the, the pipeliners they do good work down there trying to raise money for the community but also uh bring people together for the right reasons. You know, it's it's not just a you know a political type of a thing, they're 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 you get probably the pipeliners are hard workers, Jeez. Oh, I agree
2: yeah you have to be <laughs> I mean, well it's, it's a different level yeah. it You've is gotta hit you know, it all or you're,
0: you're out i mean it was not even getting the roughnecks that's yeah. a whole other level of work so <laughs> <laughs> just, oh yeah no <laughs> trust
1: me it, it was actually funny when i broke out in patch you know i did surface drilling and then i went and worked on a uh a flex rig in the dj basin for a little while working derricks and i just uh i remember one day after i got done pulling about a 16 hour tower I got back to a little camper that I had and family was living in Grand Junction. I was working in Vernal and uh, I sat down to take off my boots and about eight hours later, I woke up and
2: <laughs> oh, I was man.
1: wearing my boots and I was in the sitting position. <sighs> so uh, yeah, I was. I mean, I was still covered in mud and I rinsed off real quick, jumped in the truck and went out for another tower. I went I back did uh, it again. didn't skip a beat. <laughs> yeah, geez.
0: Like I said, until you know what it's like to make a major decision... At 2 o'clock in the morning, with a seatbelt wedged in your back while you're sleeping, you don't know what it's like to work in the oil and gas industry. There you go. Because <laughs> that comes at some point. Well, hey, I appreciate the time today. And, you know, again, circling back to the, the main purpose of the interview, which is uh, good work out there promoting the industry, showing that the energy, the energy industry, the oil and gas industry specifically, they are starting to do more uh you know showing their their brand and their their awareness outside of the industry events and the houston astros is a great place to do it because it's bringing in all walks of life and again we bring up the ncaa i was just looking there used to be an oil bowl back in the 40s wow really yeah there was an oil bowl back in the 40s and then it went away and then That was the end. There was no more sponsors. I I looked, not Shell, not BP, not. Well, they treat them like
2: tobacco sponsors now, you know.
0: Yeah, but even back in the eighties, I, you know, there wasn't even a, um, just a random Exxon or anything like that. So it's this is why I think this is big news. Mm -hmm. I look at this as like, wow, they're they're starting to reach out in the professional arenas. That's why we're bringing John Lyle in because he's boots on the ground to see this. Seeing it, yeah. Well, this is this is a very long format story, but it's a story. Well, you know,
2: I, I was just <laughs> wondering real quick before we we let you go, that were they just basic, you know, ads for the company, or were they message ads? Did they have like that fracking one we saw in New Mexico the other day? We were talking. Oh, about Oh, John, these? Were,
0: were they were they branding ads or did they have messages? You know what I mean? Like, was it just your basic thank your but, oil and but, gas workers, or yeah. was it just?
1: No, it was actually a little bit of both. So, okay, um, I'd say primarily it was you know just the the signs for various companies that were posted, but then you actually had on the teletron or whatever the heck you call the screen there, <laughs> um, they had a, a scrolling uh, message going, and I actually took a picture of that too because at one point in time that scrolling message said today's game brought to you by oil and gas.
0: Oh, um, so cool! Like, yes. Yeah,
1: that was phenomenal. You know, <laughs> so it, it was great to see that kind of a response and. And uh, I made sure I took tons of photos from where I was seeing. Um,
0: if you, you know, have like, those still, we'd take them. Geez. Yeah, uh, Studio at the dot or just text them over to me, whichever works, or or send them via LinkedIn. That'd be great, and we'll give you mm-hmm. give you photo credit, the whole deal. But uh, uh, that I'd love to see that as our uh, image on the news, you know, absolutely. and you know, you know, when people yeah, post like the ticker tape scroller. yeah, yeah. when they when yeah. they post links, you know, how it yeah. gives you one photo. Mm-hmm have that'd, that be the thought yeah, that'd Absolutely. be cool that'd be really cool so um anyway any final thoughts any final words messages anything we you know l- give you the final thought i guess lottery numbers oh uh, hey
1: well i mean B we're um better known and operated helical pure business uh providing oil and gas with uh helical pure foundation solutions across the united states and uh hopefully you know we we get a enough clientele and and a Big enough piece of that market that we can uh, eventually have our our logo sit in Minute Maid Park up there with the Astros. So,
2: uh,
1: outside <laughs> of that, uh, y'all have a great day. Thank you
2: very much. You too.
3: And chilled down to my toes.